Well, we're happy to spend a couple more days in Des Moines and, and uh, certainly know that we got our hands full of moving forward and, and playing a, a talented and well-coached UConn team, but excited about it. Okay, front row, good shirt. Uh, Bob Murray from the Hartford Carter County. Coach, uh, as one coach watching another, what are the things that impress you or that are unique about Kevin Ollie and the way he coaches? Well, you know, obviously he's got great boys on the sideline. They wouldn't experience the success that they've already experienced in his short tenure there. Uh, uh, it seems like to me that his players uh, uh, really care about each other and he has a good relationship with his players. I think that's pretty evident, but, but not a not one in, in which uh, uh, friendly. I think he does a great job of getting after them and, and, and really, really drilling them and pushing them. Uh, uh, and you know, you know, most most teams that that uh, that uh, uh, are successful, you know, the foundation is they guard, and, and I think that they're really good defensively. And then he gives his players a lot of freedom offensively. We had body, and then we go to Tommy. Hey, Bill. Um, I think. Yesterday you alluded to this that you've been making maybe a conscious effort to try to just loosen up a little bit with, with the guys. And if I understood that correctly, is, it, is, that, is that how you see it? And if so, what might you be doing that reflects that? I don't think that I'm doing anything consciously. I just think I'm always loose. No. <laughs> uh, I, I, think, uh, uh, I think that the, yeah, I said this yesterday, I don't, I don't know who it was too, but I think, you know, said a lot that, that, that teams take on the personality of the head coach. I think sometimes the coach can take on the personality of the team. And, and in our particular situation, these guys over an extended period of time have, have played a certain way and, and they have given us all confidence on how they play. And, and so I, I don't think it's anything that I'm consciously trying to do different. I, I think these guys have kind of brought that out in me as much as me doing anything to try to be different. Tommy Birch, uh, Des Moines Register, coach, a couple of your players, they talked about how losing in the second round in the last couple of years has kind of motivated them. Is that something you've used to remind them or motivate them? No. No, uh, uh, I'm not, we're not going to run from it. We, we have lost in the second round the last two years. Uh, uh, but certainly I'm not going to use that as motivation and dwelling on a negative. Uh, I, I, I do think that, that uh, you know, you get to the second round, everybody's capable of beating everybody without question. Uh, but the last two years, we, we've, uh, we haven't been whole going into the tournament, obviously. And, and when you're losing starters and, and, and things like that, after you played a certain way all year long, a lot of times you, you're not the same team uh, that you were uh, the vast majority of the season. And I, I really think that was, that was uh, the case with us. Uh, not an excuse, but it's, it's the reality of it. Uh, uh, and this year, we're, we're, I mean, knock on wood, we're, we're, we've been healthier, we're more whole, we, we, roles are defined. You know, when you got a guy hurt going into the tournament, sometimes roles are changed and stuff like that. So I'm just thinking guys are more confident the way that we've been doing it this year, in large part because we haven't had to change midstream. Well, Nancy here on the island. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You have the mic. I, I, have a I apologize. <laughs> Bill Nancy, I'm with you. Same thing for us. Can you put into words what Perry has meant to your team? Um, and a lot of times it seems like you might get overshadowed by some of your younger players, but can you imagine where you'd be without him? Oh, yeah. We, we, well, we wouldn't be anywhere close. Uh, uh, 
Perry's the most, maybe it's this consistent performer that we've ever had since I've been coaching there. You know, sometimes with consistency it comes more than well, you know, uh, because uh, at least with what expectations are. Well, you can just pencil Perry into this. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, Perry hasn't had a, a 33, you know, against Kentucky or, or, or some of the, or, or, uh, some of the other big games that some of our other players have had, but if you look at it over time, he's probably about as efficient as anybody that we've had there, at least since I've been there. So, uh, you know, he, he, he's a rock. He, he, he is a guy that we look to to score when, when, when we're struggling. He, he is certainly uh, plays a much bigger role than what I think a, a lot of people give him credit for nationally. I think within our league, he's very, very, very well respected. I think nationally, he probably doesn't get the recognition he's Okay, we're ready for you. I apologize. Danny Clink Scales, Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. Uh, you uh, have seen UConn yesterday and in the last few games have ratcheted the pressure up as the game has gone along, maybe because they get behind a little bit. How does their pressure compare maybe with others that you've seen, say, like West Virginia? Well, I think it's different uh, uh, than, than West Virginia's pressure. I, I think uh, I, I think with West Virginia, you know, that they, they go trap a rebound. I, I think that UConn does it differently, uh, 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 but I also think that they, they do it soundly too. Uh, I don't think they give up a lot of easy baskets by their pressure. So, uh, not that West Virginia did, but, but it was just a totally different mindset. Um, I think I think UConn's half-court defense is really good, and, and their stats back it up. Their field goal percentage defense and everything backs it up. Uh, but but you know they they got some guys, especially Hamilton. His arms are so long. And, you know, uh, uh, as far as, you know, it seems like to me they pick somebody every game. I mean, and, 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 uh, and yesterday, you know, in, in that game, I don't, I don't want to say Colorado had control, but, you know, it, it turned on the time when, when, when the pressure was ratcheted up. So, so uh, we certainly have to be prepared for that. Bill, Bill, when you face a team that shoots free throws as, as good as Connecticut does, does that change your defensive philosophy at all or not? Well, you know, based on how we fouled yesterday, uh, uh, that wouldn't bode well uh, tomorrow for, for success. I mean, uh, uh, we fouled 27 times yesterday, and, and, and certainly when you, when you foul a team that shoots, I think I, I could be off a little bit, but I, I think they have six guys out of their top seven scores that all shoot above 80%. And some of them are well above eighty percent. So, uh, you know, we we got we got to play good defense. We still got to be aggressive, but we got to play with our head and our feet, and, and, and keep them off the free throw line. And, and, and certainly, uh, uh, we know that that's a big part of their offense because they do drive it as well as anybody you know probably played against all year. West Virginia would be a probably a comparable type team to look at when you look at their Primber players and how well they drove it. And I think UConn's do this. UConn's players that does the same. It seems like Carlton has played his best basketball these last couple of weeks. How encouraging is it for you to see that when a freshman kind of turns it on this time of year? Well, I think it bodes well for the future. Uh, uh, but certainly, uh, you're right, Carlton had a, had a really, really good Big 12 tournament. And, and yesterday, I didn't think he was quite as good. Uh, he wasn't as active defensively, but, but uh, uh, he's confident right now, scoring the ball. and. and and I think he's got a chance to be a really good player. Uh, you know, to me, he's just strength away, a little bit of experience away from being, you know, one of the better big guys that we've had at Kansas. Okay, 
We'll bring back Will there. Go ahead. Kaylee Hartung, ESPN. Coach, as a guy who's always trying to convince his players that they can give more, how is Svee's performance yesterday a teachable example of that for your guys? Well, I, I uh, you know, we've, we've had different guys step up at different moments, but I think in his case yesterday, you know, the guys know how hard he prepares in practice. They know how hard he works, and, and, and they know, and they all have so much respect for him, knowing that it's just a matter of time when, when, when things do click for him. And so uh, uh, I, I, I think as much as anything, it's a prime example is keep grinding. Uh, you know, you keep grinding. You don't know when your number will be called. And, and although his number's called every game, but, but, but you know, that could have been a, t a totally different feeling game if he hadn't played like he had played. So I, I think the, if there's a lesson to be learned is, is uh, you know, stay positive, keep grinding, and, and when the opportunity knocks, you've got to be ready to take advantage of it. Kevin Haskin, to be a Capital Journal. Bill, can you talk about Aaron Miles, kind of what he's contributed to you guys being on the staff this year? Does it seem like sometimes you have to restraining from going on the court? Uh, I, I haven't noticed that. Maybe maybe I should start noticing. Uh, I know he gets excited, but but Aaron, if, if you guys don't know, is one of the best guards that played in Kansas. I think he's ninth all-time in the history of the NCAA assist and big-time winner, and he, he tore his labor on his hip this past year, so uh, knocked him out of playing overseas, and so we brought him on to let him do rehab and to kind of learn what coaching is all about. and, and uh, uh, he's, he's, he's great, you know, he's strictly an administrative role, uh, uh, but certainly I, I think having him around uh, has been good with our players uh, just from an approach standpoint. You know, he's not a coach, but, but certainly from an approach standpoint and, and, uh, and things of that nature, I, I think that he's been really, really good with helping guys kind of understand, you know, from a, from a mindset what it takes to be a really good player at this level. About eight minutes left in this session right here on the right. Chris Lazarino with Kansas Alumni. Coach, could you give us back to Svee real quick? Could you offer just a little bit of insight into uh, how he's done the last couple of years here so far from home? Home and culture, his English sounded excellent last night. I hadn't heard him this year. Just talk about how he's been doing on that more at the personal level. Well, we, we think he's doing great. You know, we think he loves it here. He tells us he does. I mean, all indications are that that, that he's, he's very, very happy. Uh, I, think, I think frustration does set in when you don't play as much as you want to or play as well as what you know you can when, when you get opportunities. Uh, uh, but, you know, for the most part, you know, I think he's, uh, you know, he's the youngest player on our team and I still think he's the second youngest player in the Big 12. And, and you know, he's a sophomore. So when you evaluate him, you should evaluate him as a freshman out there. You know, he came when he's 16 years old. So you should evaluate him as a freshman. And then if you're able to do that, then you say, wow. You know, at times he can look, you know, a certain a certain way and look great. But he's been a little bit inconsistent. I think that's that's pretty apparent. But I think a lot of that is just youth. Right up here in the front, go ahead. Shannon Ryan from the Chicago Tribune. I'm going to ask you to go way back, so I hope you don't mind your time at Illinois. Um, obviously, that program's had some struggles maintaining success. You had great success there. Just. You know, you might have a unique, unique perspective on this. So, you know, what were your keys to finding success there? What's the potential of the program, and maybe you know, even some of the challenges uh, there? Well, I, I I'm not an expert on anybody else's program, so uh, I'm not claiming to be. But I, I know when I was there, maybe times were different. Uh, uh, you know, it was so important that we were able to uh, develop, maintain uh, relationships uh, in the city area. 
and, and certainly be able to recruit, you know, what, whether there's six high major guys in the state, you know, to be able to get two or three of those guys every year. Uh, we didn't always get the, the blue chip, blue chip guys, uh, uh, but we, we got a lot of guys that turned out to be blue chip players. And, and uh, I, I don't think it's a good job. I think it's a great job. And, and uh, I'm sure, I'm sure moving forward, uh, that they'll, they'll, they'll get back to the level that, that, uh, uh, that they're accustomed to. Um, so I'm a fan of John, so I, you know, I don't want to say anything remotely negative or hint that at all, but, but they, I don't think they've caught many breaks uh, in the last couple of years as well. Bill, I'm going to go off topic a little bit too. Um, the rule change that's allowing play, uh, underclassmen to declare for the draft but then pull their names back after the, the scouting combine, do you like that rule? Do you think that's good for the players? And, and how do you think that's going to impact recruiting, not knowing if and when you're going to get guys back? You know, I, I was actually a part of the talk with the NBA, talks with the NBA uh, with that, and, and uh, uh, it's not perfect. We were told it was a really good first step to, to, to getting to an end result that would be one in which everybody, NBA and, and, and college, would, would be uh, uh, more pleased. Uh, uh, I'm going to hold uh, uh, my opinion until after this year because we may be a team that's affected by that as much as anybody in the country. We, we have a lot of good players, but we don't have the high, the high lottery picks. The lottery picks are going to go anyway. Uh, uh, you know, 19 out of 20 or 9 out of 10. It's it's the ones that are uh, a mid-second round uh, or maybe projected not to get drafted. Do we put our name in and, and then how do we approach it after we put our name in? I think in theory it is good because it gives the players uh, more and families more accurate information to make a decision uh, based on what they're hearing from NBA people as opposed to what they're hearing from Maybe some some people that aren't connected to the NBA, you know, whether it be agents, whoever, so or, or third parties. So I think in theory it's good. I think it still remains to be seen uh, how it plays out, the, the effectiveness of it. I, I hope it is good for our game. This is a weird year to have that be the first year because everybody's saying the draft isn't strong this year. So there will be more kids that make an attempt to probably uh, look into it. And then when you look, the, the key is. It's okay to look, but when you look into it, do you jeopardize your amateurism? And, and, and if, if kids are, are smart enough and families are to stay on campus, finish school, not to jeopardize their amateurism, then I think it could be a good rule. But what I think would be disastrous, you have all these kids that, 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 that you know, apply for the draft, thinking they're going to be invited to the combine, thinking they're going to be one of the, the, the 60 that will be drafted or whatnot, and then they, they give up their chance to come back to school. So, so in theory, great. I, I just hope it, it, as, it, as it plays out, I, I hope that people use the rule to their advantage as opposed to using the rule as an opportunity to let's investigate more with really no, no solid game plan in that it's just an investigation. And by the investigation, we'll, we'll determine what we do. I'm, I'm just nervous kids are going to eliminate the, the opportunity to come back if they're not smart. We're under three minutes. We've got time for two more questions. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. You know, there's probably a tendency to overestimate the impact of meetings. There's probably a lot of meetings that uh, we don't hear about that are ineffective. But I, I wonder if you look, as you look back at your season, how significant, how pivotal it might have been that when you, I guess, sort of pushed Devontae to be, become the, the personality of the team. 
if, if what the impetus was for that with, with the way you guys were playing at the time? Well, I mean, you know, I, I get a kick out of every time something goes bad, we had a closed door private team meeting, players only. <laughs> they could be talking about who knows. Uh, uh, but in this particular situation, it, it was a, a meeting that I, I called with just our, our four leading scores. And, and, uh, uh, because, you know, when, when you're playing uh, a situation when everybody deserves to play, there's not one guy on our team that doesn't deserve opportunity. And, and uh, but we have six big guys in Paris. The one big guy's got to be out there 30 minutes. So you, there's 50 minutes you're splitting up between five guys, and it's not fair to them, and, and it's certainly uh, uh, not fair to the guys that play with them because you, you get the rhythm of playing with certain guys. So depth is great, uh, but in this situation we need to cut it back. And, and, and I just asked for input from them on, on what they thought gave us the best chance to win. Uh, doesn't have anything to do with raw talent, doesn't have anything to do with where you project them out, uh, uh, but what gives us the best chance on what our team needs to win. And, and certainly since that meeting, it may be coincidental or not, we've gotten quite a bit better. Okay, uh, that's going to wrap it up here. Uh, Coach has practice. Thank you.